five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Android Podcast, it is back. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Show. So if you are new to that Android Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Android Podcast listener, welcome back. So guys, I'm doing great. Barry's doing great. And now Barry's going to tell you what's coming down on the show. Great. Uh, on today's show, we're going to give you an update of UC229, Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, we're also going to discuss James Gallagher's first professional loss at Bellator 204 over the weekend. And then we're also going to look at all the UFC news coming from this weekend's event in Lincoln, Nebraska. And we're finally going to finish off with all the top boxing heavyweight news, including Tyson Fury taking on Deontay Wilder this year. So uh, get your cups of tea ready. Get your cups of coffee ready. Higher up the volume. Higher up the volume. And as always, stay energized. So uh, as we were talking about last week, myself and Ross were trying to sort out uh, stuff. Hold on, Barry. Before you go any further, we're also doing a special podcast. On KSI versus Logan Paul. Yeah. So if you are actually interested in that, do check that out as well. It'll be a separate podcast in the bio. It'll be less than 20 minutes long. So make yeah. sure to check that out. Anyway, Barry, back to you. Yeah. I thought you were going to take it away. But uh, as, we, as we said last week, we were planning on going over to Vegas to see the fights and like get all the media passes and get the best content for you. Because uh, as you know, myself and Ross love doing this show and like, to make it the best thing we can do, we try our hardest, you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't happen overnight, you know? But um, we were discussing it last week on how we are trying to get in contact with companies to represent and just basically give back to the community. But um, what actually happened was we got a message off a couple of people saying that they'd, like, give us money or, like... Um, what else we call We should set up a GoFundMe and they donate to it yeah. uh, to send us to Vegas. It's one of those things where, like, we're not actually ever looking for a handout. We're yeah. actually, we've always looked for a sponsor for a show. We're still looking for a sponsor for a show. We also want the right sponsor for a show. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want, like, a Viagra pill sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, we want someone <coughs> who uh, has similar interests to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe if it was a, I don't know, a mixed martial arts clothing brand or something like that. Yeah. Basically, it was the same demographic that we have. Yeah, exactly. They're, we're looking for that. Or someone who, you know, Wants to sell, I don't know, a protein bar or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's who we're looking for for sponsorship. Look, we're going to go over there. Realistically, we did have a sponsor. Like, we get in a picture with all the UFC fighters, like we always do. We're all the MMA fighters. Every time we go to Bellator or UFC event, we get in a picture with all the fighters. And Bama. And Bama. And we'd wear whatever T-shirt that person gave us. Um, you know what I mean? We'd represent them when we were over there. Uh, yeah, it's sort of ideal for like a, a brand or... A company looking to actually bring people on that will go that extra step for them. Yeah. Like obviously, we've been around other people that go to events and they don't really go that extra mile. Whereas we literally try to get into the octagon, which is yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's Ross's fault. He just directs me, and we're all of a sudden in the ring, basically. But uh, yeah, no, we really, really thank everyone for like offering to like give us money. It sounds weird, but like we obviously said no because uh, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for an actual like like an actual sponsorship and we're just asking you not to give us money but to actually just think do you know anyone that would be interested in like supporting us 
it, it, it doesn't even have to necessarily be for UC229. It could be like for future events. Or, or just in general, if someone wants yeah. to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, or even say if one of your friends has opened up a restaurant and they need like more publicity. And as you know, myself and Ross have a very, very active uh, online presence. Apart from today, putting out the football picture, but uh, most of the time, it's uh, pretty interactive. And like, yeah. I mean, it's 2018. Digital marketing is the place to market things. Like, gone are newspapers. Gone are the radio. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, just brainstorm it there. And as always, stay energized. But uh, we were asked today, what are we actually making about UC229, the card with Conor McGregor headlining against Khabib? Because some people have said that the card itself is looking like a bit of a letdown. Uh, Ross... Would you agree or disagree or give us your opinion as always? Um, look, I think the card is probably two fights short of being an absolute barn burn of a card. Uh, you do have decent fights in the card. You know, Sergio Pettis versus Jose Formiga, decent fight. Uh, the co-main event as we stand is Derek Lewis versus Alexander Volkov. Great, great fight, great heavyweight bout, but I'm sort of looking for... Maybe another title fight in the picture. To be honest, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, apparently, Kevin Lee's trained for UFC two twenty nine. Uh, Tony Ferguson said he wouldn't mind fighting UFC two twenty nine. So I'd like to see maybe Kevin Lee versus Anthony Pettis and Tony Ferguson versus Ally Quinta. I feel like if you put those two on the card, then if one of the fight, uh, main events pull out, well then you have someone there to step into the main event also. Yeah, exactly. Like for instance, none of the people that are actually on the card bar Connor and Khabib. Uh, are anywhere close to getting a title shot really well, like well if Derek Lewis wins he's, he's right up there yeah but like yeah but is it you know what I mean that's his a, last that's a against, baby yeah his last fight against Ghana was an absolute stinker yeah, yeah how many, I know what you mean well less than 30 significant strikes in that fight yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. obviously bar Sean O'Malley but he's like he's an up and coming person but like he'll, he'll be on the first fight of the main uh, he'll be either on the f- feature fight pass prelim the main event on that or it'll be the first fight of the pay per view yeah so like that's that's the sort of thing because like it's sort of like say if we do go over there right and like who are we actually gonna meet? You know what I mean? Um, well, we always end up meeting the people who actually aren't fighting on the yeah. guard. Well, the thing is, it's it's because you notice people that most people wouldn't notice unless they were literally wearing the gloves going into the ring. You know? Yeah, yeah, that is true. That yeah, is true. Yeah, but uh, well, maybe that means like all the sort of people that are slightly irrelevant are fighting, so you can't really get in touch with them. But like all the other people will be there because Connor is there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll meet all the other people. Yeah, yeah, we'll meet everyone else. We'll meet like your Max Holloway, your Henry Cejudo. Yeah, we'll meet everyone else. DC, the champ, champ. Yeah, the champ, champ. Meet him again. Yeah, but uh, the card does obviously need a couple of more names on it. Like if I was an MMA fighter fighting right now, I'd be like Dana, get me on that card anywhere, even to be the ref. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that more fighters aren't clamoring to be on that card, yeah. especially the up-and-coming ones. Yeah, also, if you're going to the event, make sure to give us a shout-out and tell us exactly where you're staying, what your plans are as well, because uh, as we said last time, we know people that are working in bars in Vegas, and we do, like, a live podcast there, and, like, at least 10 to 15 people have been like, lads, where are you going, where are you staying? Yeah. And yes, we want to go, but no, we have no proper update on uh, what's actually going on. And also, we're getting, we're going for media credentials. We're going all out here as well. Very energised, you know what I mean? Very, very energised. That is very energised, man. Um, is there anything else you want to say about UC229? Uh, no, not at the moment, um, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, I'm actually just, I'm just looking forward to this UFC this weekend. It's been what two weeks without UFC, yeah. if not three weeks. Yeah, and <coughs> I'm just looking forward to having it back. Yeah, no, exactly. That's why I'm 
looking forward to I, it. It's actually quite funny because UFC are always on that like double edge of the sword, as in like people are saying, "Oh, there's too many events and the card doesn't have good enough names." But then when there's not UFC or UFC for two weeks, you're like, "Here, throw anyone in the octagon with a pair of gloves on and I'll watch it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like almost spoiled, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, that's too much MMA." And yeah. then the next week, you're like, "I want it back. Come yeah. back, Dana." Yeah, yeah. Bring them back. <laughs> so this. This week, are we going? Are we going to Bellator first? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's, that's the plan. Is that's it? next on the list. So this week we had UFC or sorry Bellator two hundred four, and that was in South Dakota. Yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. it saw James Gallagher uh, have his first ever loss to Ricky Bandeas. Is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. you All should right. know his name by now. Yeah, yeah. Um, this I- was. I don't think I've ever seen... Like, not even Conor McGregor has been so arrogant and so outspoken yeah. before a fight well, I've can ever I, seen. Can I, can I say one thing as well? We were slightly, like, dismissive of Bandejas as well before yeah. the fight as well because we were just like... The whole plan, as we said last week, Bellator are coming back to Dublin in December and they wanted James to fight for the Bantamweight title. So I felt like they were just going to give James a gimme fight. Same way McGregor fought Dennis Seaver before he fought Chad Mendes for yeah. the title. The interim. 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 Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, sorry, carry on. So James got here before the fight. Uh, he was saying, oh, he's going to be done in one. I'm yeah. going to choke him out. I'm going to take his neck. Yeah. Do you know what else uh, he was doing as well? Suppose he was wrecking everyone's head in the hotel. And, like, out there, there's only one hotel they stay in because it's meant to be a small, secluded area, okay? That's what Bellator tend to do that as well, don't they? And they said, uh, this is what um, Josh Thompson was saying, the punk. And he was saying that um, he was going around the hotel, like, like wrecking people's heads, being really, really disrespectful. Now, we know we've met James before and we're actually friends with his friends. And, like, we never want to, like, this... Like just say something bad about him for no reason, cause like that could we could we he will eventually probably be on the show. So, but um, suppose he was going around the hotel like wrecking everyone's head. Like Caldwell's, uh, I think AJ McKee was there probably. Was he potentially? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is straight from Josh Thompson. What he said anyway, and he said that like James was going up and like drawing his face on the posters, being like, "Oh, it should be on this and all the stuff." Whereas, uh, and also like, that's a bit loose. You yeah, I mean? that's especially because he wasn't even staying the hotel. He was staying the house outside. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Remember, but, yeah, well, now that you, yeah. yeah, but now that you say that, I'm like, geez, that was even more loose than loose. Yeah, he went to a hotel, caused a ruckus, and he wasn't even staying there. Yeah, um, and the thing is, like, people always say he's trying to be like Conor McGregor, but they were also saying there on Sammy and the Punk that Conor McGregor it was actually quote unquote notoriously known for being really respectful around hotels and being really nice and cordial to people. So. You can't just say that James is copying Connor there because James no, was just being James. He's gone like next level of brashness. And yeah. uh, look, he faces Kwopens. Yeah, he got, went into the fight. He. Yeah. He got no, banged say, up no, with a 1 2. No, no, no tell, say exactly what happened at the beginning. Oh, prior, prior to the fight, or prior to the actual start of the fight, James Gallagher walks the whole way across the octagon. Yeah. And. Puts his hands up and gets right in uh, Ricky Bandez's uh, face. He actually does it twice, as far as I'm aware. Okay. I, I, from what I saw, anyway. But once is enough. Yeah, he, he sort of went over and did it, and he went back, and they got separated twice before the fight. Your man Bandez is a bit like, what are you doing? Like, we're about to fight. I don't know why you're coming over here. I've never seen someone come across the cage and, like, almost goad their opponent prior to the fight. Yeah. It was, it was strange. Like, it was... Uh, I can understand if you're doing at a weigh-in or something like that, or you're doing at a press conference and you want to like rile them up and get in their head. Sell the but fight. like, you're about ten seconds before you actually 
throw the first punch. I'd never seen it before. It um, was. It seemed very disrespectful. And like, not like a good disrespectful. As in, it, like, it wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, fair play to him for doing that. I was. I was a bit like, geez, he really has to back up what he's about. Yeah. What he's done so far. It seems extremely immature. Now, bear in mind, he is twenty-one. He was seven and zero, seven and one now. But like the babying he's been getting off Bellator has been like the most first-class treatment you could get. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other Bellator uh, fighter is getting that much attention from being flown everywhere to going to the VMAs last night. Yeah. It was uh, like he was getting the best treatment going, known to man. Um, he he has too many yes men around him. Oh, six billion percent. We were watching the interviews after, and they're like, he is the world champ. And there, it was a bit like you sort of have to win the title. The same way we were talking about Pogba with the haircuts and all, and the dabbins and yeah. the on them haters. And then, like, once he wins the World Cup, then you're like, dab away, bro, dab away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I, I also sort of look at him and just think, here, look, it's just too much, too often, and it's just, he hasn't beaten anyone. Yeah, as in, like, there's not one other person, and also. I feel like you can't have be the ultimate smack talker yeah. and not be a knockout artist. Like yeah, David Moya can't go around and go, <laughs> "Oh, I'm the man. I'm gonna tap you out." You know what I mean? It's a bit like no, like unless you like absolutely spark someone out on the feet ten times out of ten. Well, then like you can't be the biggest smack talker in the game. Yeah, and not even Dylan Dan is it, is that wild as well. No. You know, and usually the thing about jujitsu, it's like nothing but resp- like like people bow to each yeah. other and stuff. So it's he was the total opposite side of the coin. Um, you see, the thing is, like, obviously myself and Ross, we support all Irish MMA. I was about to say artists. Well, you could say artists. Mixed artists, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, we support them, like, to hell and back. Even Connor, like, going, when he did that stuff with the dolly and stuff. I mean, without Connor, our platform wouldn't be as big as it is. So yeah. we're forever indebted. Uh, even Keen Cowley, he's been on the show. Like, such a nice guy as well. I couldn't, like, I couldn't picture him even getting in trouble with the guards. Uh, then, or police. And then, like, with James... We've met him a couple of times. He was nice to us. Uh, we were nice to him. And then... Um, <laughs> you say this maybe we're nice to someone else. Yeah, no, yeah. But I'm sort of, yeah, but I'm sort of like... When someone goes that much out of line... You, like, I, don't, I think it would be stupid for myself to be like... Well done, James. Well done. You know what I mean? It was, it was a bit like... Right, now you sort of have to rein it in. And the thing is, like, I've never seen someone be that rash... And get that much of an ass kicking. Like, that was like a Shawn Michaels... WWF sweet chin music to the face and when I saw that I like spat my f- popcorn everywhere I was like oh my god I was like that is gonna be a meme that's why you see yeah. a real life meme yeah. that was a meme and then the second I, I I was talking to one of the lads the next day and I was like did you see this kick and they are like no and I got I'll try and find it because I was like it's probably gonna be hard to find but then you go into hashtag Bellator 204 and it was everywhere yeah it's it was crazy. It was first of all he dropped him with a one-two uh, jab and right straight behind it. Then he hits him with the with the head kick, sweet chin music, <laughs> and then like he just pounds him out on the ground. Yeah, and then like dead, he, he like shouts in his face and yeah. like, kiss him in the head afterwards. And I'm sitting there going, Jesus Christ, you're, you're like your mom like really took all his anger out of him. Yeah. And realistically, if James Collar never actually said boo to him, who knows whether you he would have actually trained that hard? Who knows whether you would have actually. Being that aggressive with the striking, yeah, and I was looking at James Gunner going, "Where was the takedown? Where was the shoot in for the shot?" Because that's what he's known for. He's known for being a submission specialist. Enjoy. And it's real. There's a massive question of where did he go from here? Because yeah, he started putting out Instagram posts the next day, being like, "I'm still the man. Yeah. I'm still the. I'm still mindset of a world champion." I'm sitting there going, as much as like 
you're saying the right words. The way he's carrying himself saying them, it looks semi-delusional. Like, 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 and I don't mean to be bad, but it looks like the words are coming out of his mouth and his head. But the, what visually what I saw wasn't a world champion level performance. I think this sort of goes back to what you said earlier, being he's surrounded by yes men. Um, I like that. That just makes the most sense. He's twenty one, has the world at his feet, was seven and zero. Thought he was indestructible. He's been out injured for the last year and getting like. What's that called? Holly coppled or Molly coddled? Molly Molly coddled, uh, with the the freshest gear we've been seeing every picture. He's wearing uh, all the Gucci. He's wearing all the Gucci. Um, not hating or anything, but like for Irish MMA, the, one of the main reasons that is going against uh, mainstream media taking on Irish MMA as a proper sport is when, when McGregor sort of went a bit out of hand, and then when also when he started smashing the windows or like throwing the cans of monster, they, they were looking for excuses not to make it the mainstream, right? And then James Gallagher is probably the second biggest Irish MMA star. Would he be? Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, well, by numbers probably like yeah. Roddy doesn't count and Kavanaugh doesn't count, but like. James doing that sort of stuff that is really, really disrespectful, honestly. Um, that doesn't help grow the Irish yeah, it's, brand. It's brash and arrogant. Yeah. The thing why people originally loved Irish MMA was Connor being like 50, 60 G's? 50 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, I think it is. 60, 60, yeah, 60 G's, baby. 60 G's, baby. And then, like, all the Irish people coming in, and then there was, a, like, even the way Paddy Hulham was, he was, like, the lovable, stereotypical Irish guy, and it was built more on, like, love and, and being, like, oh, look at him coming from nowhere and then not being poor anymore. And then the way, like, James is sort of, like, representing... James is representing an island as well. Yeah. And he's going over, and then... Being, if You see, if Connor did that against Khabib, right, and then got his head absolutely kicked off him... He like, wouldn't be, like, on the man the next day. No, Irish MMA would be, it like, would be absolutely destroyed... Because he was, if he was that brash and stuff. Now, who knows what way Connor's going to turn around? Connor's obviously, he talked to James after the fight and he said exactly how he could improve and stuff. But maybe that could also be a lesson for Connor as well, knowing that, like, if, if he goes too out of line here and if, if his come up is an absolute murdering off Khabib, that could be the end of him as well. So maybe, like, Connor might come in as an actual MMA artist. Which like most people actually are, and they're really like humble to each other. Not many people talk trash and actually get up in people's faces. Look at Darren Till; he's a superstar in the making. He's so like humble to everyone, but he still tells you he'll kick your ass. But he'll still hold the door open for you into the octagon, you know. Which that's a that's something that like where James is the opposite. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And I don't, like I feel really bad because like obviously Keane's one of our friends, and Keane loves him, and Keane has helped us out like a couple of times, and. Hopefully, if he's listening just, now, and like because his dad's listening now, like they, they, his dad Dave, like like always listens to the show, so like that might. It help. just comes across a bit childish, it's a bit too brash, yeah. it's a bit too arrogant, and I feel like he hasn't been humbled the way he probably should have been. Yeah, and he's Joe, got a lot of work to do. And then it was also Washington boxing coach, and he's there going, "Oh yeah, it's so nice to work with like a world class athlete like James." Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, "Hold on." Not a bad way, right? James Gatter is like, I'm sure he's a very good athlete, but like a world-class athlete. Now, he's not Cristiano Ronaldo. He's not Conor McGregor. He's not LeBron James. And I wouldn't class him near someone of that caliber. And when I say world-class, I mean the very pinnacle, the very best. And yeah. like, put it this way. He yeah, already fought, to to he be world-class, you have to be proven as well. You have to have yeah. won something as well. Like, we're talking about world champions. We're talking yeah. about world, world Cup winners. Or, you know, no, Messi and Ronaldo have done that, mm-hmm. but... 
Champions League winners. Like. Yeah, you're like, if you want to talk about like other people in the Bellator roster who you can say world class, you can say someone like Aaron Pico, world class, went and wrestled Olympics, national champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. World class. You look at Gabor, Gagar Musasi, Roy McDonald. They're world class yeah. fighters. Yeah. They're world class athletes. You know what I mean? I look at James Gallagher and go, he hasn't even like filled out his body yet. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So therefore, like, world class athlete is very, very early to say on his career. Yeah. I look at his boxing coach and go, Who's he coached? I don't know. Yeah. He looks very, very buddy. They're over there doing the shooting range over in South Dakota. Yeah. And your man just looks happy to be in the Instagram pictures, let alone actually yeah. be like the number one boxing coach. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. well, like, if he's up north, why isn't he asking Mikey Conlon, oh, who's the best boxing coach up north? Yeah. That's who I'll train with. You know what I mean? I don't know who that guy was. I've never seen him before until James Gallagher showed up. Yeah. You see, the thing is, we could lie to our audience and the thing is I think how we've built our audience is from actually just telling the truth and who we actually think is going to win and what we yeah. our actual opinions are you know what I mean and like we could lie now and be like hard luck James just get it going again next time but like at the end of the day to, to for people to still be interested in what we have to say we have to tell the truth and we're not going to lie to people who follow our page and are interested in our actual opinions and being like what James did was correct now we've said before what Conor McGregor did throwing stuff through the window was the wrong thing to do but the, the outcome was that was just going to sell more tickets and yeah. pay-per-views. Like, that's the outcome. But the thing is, Bellator is not pay-per-view. It's free yeah. TV. So, like, James could just go in and be an absolute sensei and say nothing and still get the same amount of money. But what he did, that is just... The, I've never seen someone get this the comeuppance. And, like, I know, obviously... But also, so many other fighters, like, messaged after the fight being like, ha... They were laughing at yeah. me like you deserve it. No, no. After after the fight, I made sure to message him, being like, "Here, look, hard luck today. You just like you're 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 young. You're 21. You have your whole career ahead of you. Like, just take like just keep going, keep growing. That's the that's what the martial arts thing is. You just you're mm-hmm. always learning, and progressing. He's 21, but uh, b- like before we sort of finish off saying this, I just want to like give a, give a statement, and then you can give a statement, and then we can just like I don't know, we give a statement together, whatever. But I just want to say, right? First of all, we love being like a, a voice for Irish MMA uh, around the world and people enjoy listening to our opinions on it, right? Um, th- as we were promoting James Fight during the week, people were saying, why you, like, I don't like him, he's too, he thinks he's Conor McGregor, all this shit. And we wrote back being like, here, look, he's one of our own, like, I mean, we support what he does, blah. As the week went on and led up to the fight, he, he was sort of like living in, in, in silk sheets but hadn't had the, the, the belt to prove it, you know what I mean? It was basically almost as if he was born into a rich family and never had to work a day in his life. It, it just sort of came across as that. But uh, what he did was just so outrageous that, like, I knew people that follow our page would not like that. They, they're, they're not, like, people, like, the people that listen to our shit aren't animals. They're, like, they're just fans of the sport. And seeing that was very disrespectful. He ended up getting, like, quote-unquote, murked, aka kilt. And uh, maybe sometimes stuff like that will actually help people learn in the long run. And, uh... Maybe he'll humble himself, but he also did an interview with Ariel after, and he was like, I'm not going to change, I'm just going to keep going the way I am, and and I was sort of like, just, I don't know what he's thinking, I mean, I don't I don't know, like, I can't picture John Kavanagh being there, being like, well done, or something, you know what I mean? I, I just found it very strange that, I was looking at his, the people he had over in South Dakota, he had a nutritionist, a boxing coach, and... Uh, someone from the management company there yeah. and I was just like where's the rest of your team like where's yeah. your wrestling coach where's your jiu-jitsu coach 
You know what I mean? This just didn't seem to be there. He looked he looked like he thought he could just show up with his da, his ma, and one of his siblings in his corner and go, Grand, let's be having you. And he just his carry-on was just like too outrageous. It was like, ah, he's making the eggs in the kitchen now as we speak. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just yeah. sitting there going, Here, bud, like, just keep the head down, concentrate, and like go in there and get the job done. Worry about being Mr. Brash after the fight. After the belt. Because like, that's that was that was McGregor's thing, like you know what I mean? Like he'll come in and he'll do his interview and he'll be cocky as fuck after for the interview, and then after he does the interview, he goes to the post fight press conference yeah. and he's honest and humble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um he said after the fight, obviously he, he was uh, he had like a ten minute cry. But the thing is now, where do we go from sort of promoting him as well? Because like people aren't gonna be like People aren't dying to see James Gallagher win his next fight. Yeah. Uh, well, look, he's going to fight a, in Bellator at Dublin at the end of the year. Yeah. I don't know whether he's going to stay at Bantamweight or move he back said, up. He says he wants a rematch with Ricky Bandeas, and Ricky Bandeas uh, wrote back on Twitter being like, beg me. Yeah, very... Robin line for Conor McGregor. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. In fairness, Ricky Bandeas, what a guy. He yeah. seems like a really nice yeah. guy. Uh, he seems like a great mixed martial artist. Uh, look, I'd happily see a rematch in Dublin. The only thing is... James Gallagher has to be very careful if he goes 0-2 against a fella who's not in contention for a title at Bellator it's not a good look for him Yeah. so um, I'm not too sure if that's a good move from. but because he's such a large star in the Bellator organisation especially at the lower weight classes like from £145 downwards he's probably the biggest star there yeah. and he can only fight decent competition I know, yeah. Even someone like AJ McKee, he's fighting soon as well. But uh, you're, you should give it like a closing statement what you think about James. Because realistically, there's a load of SBG lads who listen to this and like people that are probably going to mention to him and say what we said. Because like I don't think, like I know obviously there's a couple of other podcasts in Ireland that talk about Irish MMA and I don't know if they'd be as honest. You know what I mean? So, look, look, next time James you know, straps his hands, puts his gloves on, we'll support him. Yeah. He's an Irish mixed martial artist. We will always support our own. Yeah. Doesn't mean we have to agree with the way he carries himself no. or the way he handles himself. Yeah. And also, we've disagreed with stuff Connor's done as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's not as if we're just picking on anyone. No. And it's not really a big deal to, you know, like sometimes Barry does stuff and I go, oh, I don't really agree with that. But, like, you know what I mean? Someone else said something negative about him, I defend it anyway. That never know? happens, man. But, uh, and the same with him. Like, sometimes I might do something that he might not agree with. But, like, that's all you, the you, time, man. Yeah, so we just, <laughs> you, you, you back your own, you always do. Yeah. He's still a very high level mixed martial artist. Uh, obviously, he needs to work on his stand up because he looked like he was caught very easily. Yeah. And going forward, that's where he needs to make the improvements. So, yeah. hopefully, he makes the improvements, comes back stronger, better than ever. Yeah. And he's also he's also going to be headlining Bellator Dublin, so like hopefully, hopefully just takes this, literally excuse takes the pun, on the chain. yeah yeah excuse the pun takes on the chain and just moves on to the next. He said he would. Let's see what happens. You know, I mean, he's still if he's twenty one, he's his whole life ahead of him. The next ten years in MMA. Right, let's have a look at UFC Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, so bring it on. So on Saturday, the UFC is back. It's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, do you know any famous people called Lincoln? Abe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a headline by the the human highlight reel that is Justin Gaethje and James Vick. So uh, this is going to be like some people are saying other fights in the card are going to be fight night. I think this is really going to be at least fight, at least going to be round one is going to be round of the night anyway. Look, we, yeah, like we've we've yeah. Well, the card itself, right? We've 
hyped up UC Hamburg, which was absolute garbage. But uh, there's names in nearly every one of these fights, so you'll notice the majority of people that are fighting, yeah. right? But uh, we're going to call out the ones to definitely look out for, and then Ross is going to go over the ones that um, to keep an extra eye out for, because there could be star talent coming. But um, where do you want to start, actually? Um, oh, no, Mickey Gall's fighting on the card. Very low down on the card for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, might as well start off with him, considering he beat Sage Norquote and CM Punk. So he's probably one of the most well-known name on the cards. Yeah. He's fighting uh, George Sullivan. So, look, Mickey Gall, he lost last fight to Randy Brown. But I expect him to come back stronger than ever and get the win here. Uh, hopefully he'll use a nice and heavy wrestling-based game. Okay. Um you just pick it. You just pick a few fights. I was only, like, like the only real fights that I care about. That each other fighting each other is in the is the like the second one from the top featherweight. Michael Johnson taking on Andre Touchy Feedy. But uh, like, what what do you think of the fight? Um, I think Touchy Feedy is very good up and comer. Um, the biggest problem is that he's actually fighting in the UFC, and nearly everyone is a killer. Whereas in Bellator, you can get these sort of random people that you can just build up on, almost like in a boxing sort of way. Whereas yeah. uh, Michael Johnson. Um, you just have to move him down from lightweight um, I would do the exact same thing after the murdering he took off Khabib Nurmagomedov um, although you would agree that uh, <laughs> he wasn't that impressive was in the featherweight division last time but um, I think he can probably get this one done I think Michael Johnson will win this uh, I'm not sure what round but I'm looking forward to seeing this I, I can't wait to see the UFC back I, I think Andre Tuchifili was a prospect for a good while now and he hasn't yeah. lived up to the hype. He looks like he's he'll be the top prospect to lose to a top prospect. Yeah. He, he looks to be hot and cold, uh, obviously fighting out Team Alpha Male. And then you have Michael Johnson, who I think has won one of his last five fights. But like in that, in that he's lost to some of the top guys, yeah. uh, like Khabib. Uh, he actually had a win over Dustin Poirier at lightweight, which Remember is very, very impressive. He, he, yeah, Gaethje's first ever fight in the octagon. Yeah, he was he was knocking the hell out. That was unreal, actually. Do you remember that? Michael Michael Johnson could be one of the best fighters at featherweight or lightweight for the first two minutes. Yeah, and he sort of blows his load. So it's really can you get can you get Andre Feely out of there in the first two minutes? And I actually think he has a very good chance of doing it. So yeah. I think I think I'm gonna say uh, Michael Johnson first round knockout. Uh, he lost last fight to Darren Elkins. So the only thing is, is that he's fighting someone who's also fighting out of Team Alpha Male, which is probably not a good omen. He, you know, Feedy probably knows exactly how to beat him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. I'm absolutely roasting. We have Justin Gaethje fighting James Vick in the main event. Five rounds, lightweight action. Two top ten lightweights going toe to toe. Yeah. Uh, James Vick is six foot three. He's absolutely massive, yeah. and he's fighting Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje and James Vick stole a lot of the limelight at the big press conference at UFC two twenty seven. Uh, great yeah. promo back and forth. That was uh, good, wasn't it? It was actually good. Yeah. I, I was actually looking forward to this fight. I've yeah, seen yeah. that. And uh, Justin Gaethje had some brilliant one liners, which I wasn't expecting him to have because he's a bit like brain dead. He's been punched in the face too many times. He said, uh, I've earned more mo- money uh, from bonuses since I've been in the UFC than you have in your entire paycheck. And James Vick was a bit like, oh fuck, he has. Oh, James, no, yeah, but James Vick said, you're like the Homer Simpson yeah. of the lightweight division. Yeah, yeah. He's getting hit so many times. Punch, <laughs> but, the human uh, punching bag. Uh, the 15 cut KOs between them, uh, look. No, 18. Uh, or 18, sorry. Although Gage has 15 of those. Uh, look, if I have to- <laughs> So... Did you say it was originally 15? Yeah, yeah. So it would have been like 15 KOs between the two of them. So Gaethje had 15. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah sorry. <laughs> uh, Gaethje has 15 KOs, Vic yeah. has three. Yeah. Look, if I'm actually being honest, uh, I feel like what happens with Gaethje is he comes <laughs> in and he has a smart game plan 
and you, you probably like for the first three minutes he's an absolute nightmare for anyone yeah. and then as soon as it gets into a brawl he forgets the game plan yeah. and then brawls uh, that's why I feel like James Vick will eventually pick him apart land the shots he needs to land yeah. keep him at range and James Vick by knockout I think yeah. do you think but at any chance Gaethje will turn around and be like, fight a bit smarter Maybe see Gage's leg kicks are so vicious; it's actually frightening. But he looks like he forgets them after about three minutes. Don't be great if Gage actually turns turns this into a wrestle match and takes Vic down because we yeah. all know Gage is like a high level wrestler as well. Yeah, that that could work as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, like, well, I'm, after, to see. I'm not too confident betting on this main event. No, 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 no. But like, I mean, it's guaranteed to be entertaining anyway. Yeah. Uh, who else do you want to give a shout out to here in this card, man? So, there's actually a uh, really hot flyway at the moment. Uh, Devson Figueroa, he's going to fight John Moraga. Uh, Figueroa's, I think he's 12-0 with 10 finishes. Uh, John Moraga's looked very impressive as of late. He's uh, beat Wilson Hastings last fight. Uh, a well-known Jake Ellenberger fighting Brian Barberina. He beat uh, Sage Norco as well. He also beat someone else. He was like the up-and-comer killer, but I can't remember who it was. Should Mickey... Did he beat Mickey Gall as well? No, I don't think he no. did. Okay. But uh, I feel like he beat someone else who he wasn't supposed to be. Okay. But uh, yeah, he is uh, quite impressive. Uh, He's a wh- bit of a character as well, isn't he? He is. Joanne Collarwood's fighting that on the card as well, uh, Scotland's own. And then also, someone t- someone just a random thing that's fighting on the card. Luke Sanders is fighting Rani Yaya in the first fight of the night. And Luke Sanders actually goes out with Becky Lynch from the WWE, who's actually from Ireland. So I'm sort of supporting Luke Sanders because his bird's from Ireland. So you're going to be a WWE fan for the year, every year. Yeah, well, like, she she's got like the most orange hair of all time. Like it must be dyed. Yeah, but, it's like, definitely dyed. What about Seamus? Is his hair dyed? But someone told me like they paint him extra white. <laughs> well, with tip X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like make him extra white. Uh, what are you expecting from this card anyway? Do you think it's going to be a good night? Yeah, I think the the fights seem they seem very very well matched up. It's actually not like a great card to have a bet on because yeah. like all the fights are actually like very well evenly matched. So yeah, yeah, that's the that's, thing, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. There's going to be yeah. very even contests. Love a few uh, early finishes as well. That'd be good. Yeah, but, um, I think that sort of sums up for the UFC. Um, we're probably going to move on to the heavyweight boxing scene. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to explain? the boxing scenario that happened over in Windsor Park over the weekend so, so Windsor Park happened this weekend there was three sort of main events I'm going to call them in the boxing yeah. uh, Paddy Barnes fought in the first fight I think it was a third round knockout he lost he got hit with a body shot yeah. uh, and he was dropped in the third round didn't get back up very unfortunate for Paddy Barnes uh, it's probably the last time he'll fight for a world title in my opinion yeah. anyway especially with a finish um, like that yeah yeah. he didn't go pro till he was 29 so yeah. Hard luck, Paddy. But you know, oh, he'll probably be on the next Franklin card anywhere, yeah. Mikey Conlon yeah. card anyway. He's, so. he's represented Ireland at multiple um, Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, so Paddy Barnes, legend. Uh, then you had. I'm going to go to the Franklin fight next, even though it was the main event. Yeah, but, yeah, no, like, that's kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that less people talk about. He was fighting Luke Jackson, uh, an Australian fighter. He, I think it was the tenth round, was it? And Luke Jackson's. Uh, corner through in the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, Frampton was putting on a bit of a clinic. He looked like he wasn't even out of breath by the end of the fight. I don't really know where Frampton goes here next. I, I no, actually he has don't a know fight. This. He's fighting uh, your man who was on the card as well. What's his name? Warburton or? I'm not too. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually not too sure. I, I don't know his. Uh, I don't know his division that well. Yeah, but that yeah, it's yeah like, that's the thing. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. It's more so like it's a bit like Katie Taylor. Like whoever she fights next, she's gonna fight next. Yeah. Here, but, also, uh, there was a, an Irish guy who won a, a world title in Japan there over the weekend. We actually followed him. I think it's like DJ something. You look him up there. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, Frampton, like, 
a very marketable person. I can see why he was main event. That was like his dream to get a fight in Windsor Park. And he actually did it. He went out there. And he and won. won. Yeah, so fair play to Carl Frampton. He, he's a bit of a strange uh, character because some, some some people sort of think, oh, he, oh he's done or he's he, that's all he can do. But he's only ever lost one fight. And the one fight he lost, he's also beaten that fella. So he's actually one on one. That was a huge night for him there, wasn't it? Yeah, so... I think against Santa Cruz I think your man's name is so like maybe he fights him in a trilogy fight next that could be a big fight for him is that what you'd like to see yeah I think so Um, I'll let you still look up for your man but then you also had Tyson Fury uh, he won his fight in the heavyweight division and what did you make of it <sighs> to be honest I thought it was a bit lackluster I thought it was a lot of dancing around um I think Fury just wanted to get the rounds in. I think yeah, it no, like that was, get, It looked like he just wanted to get the rounds in. He looked like he wanted to carry the fight as long as possible yeah. because he wanted to make sure he was fit to go twelve rounds next time he gets yeah. in the in the ring. That was the only. That, that was the own. That that could be the only reason that fight went on that long without looking like he tried to finish it. Yeah. Did uh, Do you think your man won any of the rounds? No, I don't think he did. Did he? No. No, I think no. it was fairly one side of Fury. Yeah. Fury. In fairness. I'm not going to say he looked dreadful, but I also don't think he looked great. A lot of people were messaging us afterwards, being like, oh, Fury didn't look great at all. Yada, yada, yada. And they were like, oh, one person even asked me, what round do you think Wilder's going to knock him out after watching uh-huh. that performance? And I was like, Jesus, like, that's like, very, very harsh. Like, let's just get this right, right? Fury was there for two things. To collect the check and to get the rounds in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he did both. And did both. So he's going to fight Deontay Wilder. Oh, here we go. Probably- oh, here we go. Sorry. I was just about to give up, but I forgot your man's name here because we direct messaged him. TJ... Dohany. Um he won the title there. He's called the Power. He's now twenty and Twenty and fair play. Yeah, yeah, he won that off in Japan. Look at his face, it was absolutely boxed around. But uh yeah, he's now a world champion. Um I'm not exactly sure where he I didn't even know when this until this came up, but uh, he's Irish. Fair play to him. Fair play. Yeah. Um worry, he has he has two uh, just a little over two thousand followers, so that's not millions, right? And I go, Congratulations on your win, champ, with the Irish flag, and then sent him a heart. Uh, the next day and he didn't get back to us but uh, well done anyway it, it doesn't take much to be like cheers lads you know what I mean I, and I, I we got that many messages in fairness yeah um, so maybe just maybe maybe he heard of us and he doesn't like us or maybe maybe we're in his uh, you know that other box the, 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 mess, the hate mess, box mess request <laughs> box or something I don't know yeah but, but uh, sorry yeah but anyway. let's, get, let's get into what everyone wants to talk about after, after, the, after the fight Deontay uh, Wilder came in yeah. and and uh, he had a bit of a back and forth with Tyson Fury. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, apparently uh, these two are after doing, uh, you know, that the gloves are off already. Oh, yeah? And apparently, like, it's the best gloves are off ever. I say it is. Yeah. Did you see the way did those two lads, the way they were getting along and shaking hands, yeah. they're like, this is all business. Because yeah. they're, like, they're like, the winner is getting the anti Joshua and they're getting the belt. Yeah, yeah. This, this is like, this is one third of a unification for all the world titles. Oh, uh, we're going to have like an undisputed heavyweight boxing king. Yeah. And also, Fury's undefeated, yes? Yeah. Wilder's undefeated and Joshua's undefeated. People's O have to go. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, this oh, is so good. This is so good the way like Wilder and Tyson Fury are not just sitting around waiting for Joshua. They're like, right, we'll fight each other. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the winner be like, right, I'll fight Dillian White. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just be like, you know what? Don't need to fight Joshua. You know what I mean? Because like, they can make enough money without fighting him. Obviously, they make a lot more money if they do fight Joshua. But, I, I, like, the winner of this could then t- turn around and be like, now I'm the A-side. Yeah. 
I, I, well, like Fury would be just as big as Anti Joshua in England, and like, do you think Fury, if he wins, he could be like, right, we're actually going to fight in Old Trafford because he's from Manchester. I'm not sure because see the way they fought in Windsor Park there, and the rain was all going down. I oh, know, yeah, but uh, in fairness, they always fight in Wembley. I'm saying if Fury wins, he could be like, I'm not fighting Joshua in Wembley. You can come to Old Trafford and I'll fight you there. Because he's from Manchester Yeah no but Joshua Previously fought up in uh, Cardiff In the Millennium Stadium as well but that's not, Yeah but that's Still down south In the country but, Yeah but But I'm saying I'm saying like Fury might like Negotiate the Hospi in Manchester Just how he has the home turf but, uh, uh, Joe I actually don't think He'll give that much for rats you know No I, mean? I don't think it is In fairness He'll, he'll happily fight him anywhere Sure he's going to Vegas To fight Yeah that's Deontay the, Walder Yeah you, We should probably uh, Well like put it that way Tyson Fury might be like Right we're fighting in Vegas next Because I'm the king And I'm the king of Vegas And then like yeah. You know what I mean Who knows It's, it's going to be An absolute Epic war Words war, Before the actual fight And like Fury's so technically Sound at boxing He's yeah. definitely Technically the best Heavyweight boxer yeah. But like Wilder is so like Loose And vicious That like I'm actually just so excited To see it yeah. Also I actually thought Fury Was going to be the taller one But Wilder looks taller they look, they're both very tall, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Fury's like six foot eight and three quarters, it said. And then uh, Deontay Wilder's quite tall as well. I think, I, I always thought Wilder was six foot seven. Although Wilder was probably wearing like a pair of Timberlands with a massive yeah. heel on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably wanted to make sure he had the extra inches on his feet to make sure he was taller. Yeah. Um, this is, I can't wait to even cover this as well. This mm. is going to be great. Um, what do you think is going to happen between these two? Because this is supposedly going to go down in November in Las Vegas. My early prediction is that Waller comes in and gets the knockout. Uh, I just feel like he looks like he's going to be leaner, faster, uh, just as powerful, and the more aggressive. I look at Fury and go, there's always that chance that he's got two fights under his belt now. He's got a bit more money back in his pocket that like he's not as pushed. Because we've seen it before, Fury, that he goes off the rails. Wilder's never gone off the rails. Yeah, if I was going, yeah, yeah, if I was going to sort of foresee it right now, like Wilder is just going to sort of attack. Yeah, and like Fury acts better when he has the distance and range. Yeah. So when Wilder comes in that close, it, they've both never fought someone like each other. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and like I think they're both more. Uh, more easier on the eye to watch than uh, Anthony Joshua. I think ever since Anthony Joshua won the belt, he hasn't. He's so, very defensive. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing what he needs to do to get the win. It's made it sort of boring, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I look at uh, Walder's fight against Severn, and I was like, that was an assault. Yeah. And then I look at Walder's <laughs> fight versus Ortiz, and I was a bit like, oh, it's not great. And then next thing you know, it gets around eight, and then Walder like, pours it on him. I'm like, this is bloody brilliant. You know what I mean? That's actually a great point. I'd actually go with Walder. In the late rounds, yeah. when Fury actually is properly tired, because Fury yeah. took a lot of breaks during that fight as well yeah. there against the the Italian. Line. And also, I don't think there'd be as much leaning up against the ropes in that fight. No way, no way. Yeah, so early prediction, Wilder. Yeah, Wilder round nine. It's gonna be a twelve rounder. Yeah, I think it'd be a late one, like the same sort of way as Ortiz. I think Fury will win at the beginning, and then Wilder come back. But it, it's actually quite interesting because I think a lot of those heavyweight fights. If you also look at like White versus Parker. They waited to round like, I think I think what, what happens a lot is one the fighter is actually technically the better boxer and he picks up a lot of the rounds yeah. between like rounds one and seven and then your corner turns and be like here look Game you're on. not you're not going to win so therefore you have to go for a finish yeah. and then next thing you know it's a brawl yeah, yeah you that's, know I mean? that's the worst thing about boxing because they, they have just too many rounds you know what I mean yeah. if you maybe you have half the fight 
people would go for it quicker, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there'll be a bit more of a... You get Mike Tyson back in there, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. why Mike Tyson was a legend, because he was absolutely knocking people out of the ring, you yeah, know what I mean? He was like... He wasn't a points fighter, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the points was, master, decision master. He was trying to knock someone through the ropes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be the biggest heavyweight boxing fight in a very, very long time. Yeah, and the most anticipated one as well. But yeah. Barrett, Klitschko and uh, Anthony Joshua as well. Uh, any last uh, takes then before we wrap it up? No, I think we should just sort of re-go over the energised situation. So, as we said earlier, if you know anyone that's looking to sponsor people or even get us to go to their, like, opening parties or even give them, like, shout-outs and stuff like that, anything like that, just be creative, right? We try to be creative for you, so we'd appreciate if you're creative back for us just this one time, okay? So that's the first thing. Second thing, James Gallagher's situation. Oh, we, we, we went over that about I know, yeah, but I want, to, the, I want to put a closing statement on, right? Oh, okay. We did that about six times. I know, but like, I just want to make sure so I can sleep right, safe. Well, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, we don't hate James Gallagher. Yeah. We don't have anything against him. Yeah. We just don't think his actions were the right actions this weekend. He's a young fella. He'll, he'll learn. I thought you said we already gave the statement. Yeah, I know, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I'm he, joking. I, I, I felt like you could go another 10 minute rant about yeah. that. No, no, I won't. Don't, don't worry, man. Your front door. Don't, don't worry, man. I'm obviously roasting as well. Don't worry, I won't. Uh, UFC Lincoln this weekend. Thank God the UFC's back. Uh, what's the prediction for about 7 out of 10 card? Yeah, I think fair. so. I think that's fair. And then Fury Waller. Can't wait to do that. Make sure if you're watching KSI versus Logan Paul on Saturday, check out our podcast. It's going to be like a 10, 15 minute one after this. So check it out. We're going to be talking about all stuff about YouTube, everything. So uh, if you enjoy the show, make sure to give us a shout out, subscribe, a like, screenshot it, whatever you want to do. Do all that stuff. Ross, anything else to say? No, as always, <laughs> stay energized. <laughs>